I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to you, everybody out there. Scott Duff here, and Ellen Miller is off on a blues cruise, as she is wont to do. And that means we get to spend a couple hours with our good friend, Tanya Richard. It's me. It's you. It's you. <laughs> oh my! I, we haven't seen each other in I forever. Know, I know. And when I had to say no the last couple of times, I was so sad. Well, you were also being a working actor, so. I was. No, I was. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm at the Goodman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodman, He'd rather be out in Jefferson Park every Sunday with That's me. That's right. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite things. And I was things. like, oh no, what if he's found someone else? Well, I would have sent you a text message. <laughs> he would have broken we up would have, Yes, text. You, can't, you can't text message breakup. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember Kelly, one of the first like YouTube stars? This no. like terrible drag queen no. who about shoes. Let's get some shoes. No. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. Oh, then never mind. The story is gonna be. Well, now I'm intrigued. Well, she but she put out this song about shoes, and it's very very funny. Yeah. And it's like it's just adorable and like what 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 what. And then she got a lot of hits, and then she had released another song called "You Can't Text Message Breakup." Yeah. And she actually put money behind this video, and Margaret Cho was actually in it. Oh my as, gosh. I know it's crazy. But there's a whole thing. It's like you can't Margaret text. Show. You can't text message breakup. You really can't. But I know that people do. And by the way, it is B R E A K, not B R A K E. <laughs> you can't text message breakup. Anyway, <laughs> I would never break up with you. Aww, I can't quit you. Please, I can't quit you. Please don't ever. I would never quit you. Thanks. There we are. <laughs> All right, the traditional gushing has be- has yes, begun. I yes. love it. I love it. I love it. The love affair is happening, and I think we're gonna have a, a love affair with the show. Today, we got a good one. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff. We got a lot of stuff that we're going to be chatting about, and we got some fabulous guests. Um, the Auditorium Theater, that little tiny venue, mm-hmm. it's not. It's no Goodman, I will say. <laughs> but it's got a heart of gold. It's got a heart of gold. Yeah. They're some amazing stuff, and yeah. they are proudly presenting Complexions Contemporary Ballet. It's a New York City-based contemporary dance company with a singular approach to reinventing dance, and they have a one-night-only performance entitled Stardust from Bach to Bowie, which features the Chicago premiere of Stardust, the company's electrifying act-long tribute to rock icon David Bowie. What? Uh, we're going to chat with co-founder, co-artistic director, and Tony Award nominee, Desmond Richardson. And because you're here, I'm, I want to call him Richardson. I know, right? I know. I'm sure he won't be annoyed at all. He won't be annoyed at all with that. <laughs> I mean, he's fancy. I feel like, has he been on this show before? I I don't go. Okay. I, I don't no, think. No, I, I don't I, think so. Okay, I don't know. His name's very familiar. Like other than knowing that. Well, he's because on the show. he is like he yeah. is kind of he was the first black principal dancer for the American Ballet Amazing. Theater. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, there are yeah. things that like I'm he's. Fam- yeah. I'm sure. Like I'm sure we've run into our our our, our friend Desmond. Mm-hmm. I around. think so. I mean, he was t- nominated for Tony for Fosse back mm-hmm. in the '90s. Um, he started his own thing. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, gonna be good. Gonna be good. And you know what? I love making connections. Yeah. We all love to make a connection. 
We love to meet and greet new people. And uh, Out Professionals is the leading nonprofit networking organization for LGBTQ professionals in the United States. And they are uh, launching a Chicago chapter uh, with an event on February 8th. And Keith Douglas, who is the founder of the Chicago chapter of Out Professionals, is going to be joining us later on in the show. And of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. The number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're at it, give us a like and a click and a thing. I mean, come on. A poke. We're, I know. We've been, we've been on the air for 10 years. It, I know. It's amazing. It's incredible. Scott. It's amazing. I mean, seriously. Who knew? And like every Sunday. Every Sunday. Have you missed that many? I don't feel I like I think you have. I out of the ten years, I think I've missed um maybe twenty. Wow. Yeah, this is show five hundred and twenty seven. Holy cow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's amazing. But we'd love to just go ahead and like the page already. For God's That's sake. That's what I'm saying. Do that. Can I yeah. say God's sake? Oh. You sure can. Okay. You can it's in the Bible. You can also say ass. You can? Ass. What else can you say? Hell damn fart. Look at all those right there. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Hell damn fart. I'm going to make sure to work that in as many times as I can Hell today. damn fart. That's when we talk to Desmond. Well, hell well, damn hell, fart. Desmond. Hell, hell, Desmond. Hell, <laughs> Desmond. How are you doing, ass? <laughs> we, have, we are losing so many sponsors as we speak Bye. right now. Bye. <laughs> So like the Out Chicago page already. But if that doesn't float your boat, you can tune in on WCPT 820. And while you're at it, follow WCPT and Heartland Signal on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not calling it X, but... Ugh. It's not just bizarre. Because it's... Ugh, and, and the TikToks. Do that. Do all that. And the TikToks, yeah. Yeah. I uh, Do you pop on to the artist formerly known as Twitter? Uh, very rarely. I st- for I some reason, can't. it's... It is beyond the Wild West out there. It is it is full on bedlam. It is cookie pants. It I is mean, like wow. Way wow. To ruin what was never a great thing, but come on. Oh, it was a garbage landscape before, <laughs> and now it's just a dumpster fire oh, careening towards the edge of a cliff over a tank filled with <laughs> sharks and electric eels. As you fall down the cliff into the tank with shark and electric eels, there are rabid dogs that are firing bees out of their mouths to attack you as you go down. Like that's are you that is, on it regularly? Well, I, I tend to check it every day. <laughs> yeah. Why do you just be like, what's like, oh, what's what? Because like, if I'll hear a news story, I'm like, sure. oh, what are people talking about it? And then I get like, oh, I get the gist. <laughs> like, ugh, you I know, know. Like, my eyes. I know. But anyway, how are you? I'm My good. friend, Happy New Year. This Happy is our first time New seeing you since 2024. I'm going to Disney World. What, what, what? Did yeah. you just win a football game? I sure didn't. There, you sure? <laughs> but I am going to be leading a workshop, and I get to go to Disney World Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, what? You're leading Seriously. a workshop with Disney? Well, it, no, it's not with Disney, but it is at Disney so, World. Oh, oh. Yeah. How cool is that? How fun is that? Oh my gosh, how long are you going to be there? Only two days. But I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to go hog wild. 
Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I mean, as much as one can go hog wild at Disney. Yeah, I don't even know if we're going to have time to get to the park, but it's just the idea. So wait, so you're at <laughs> Disney World, but you're not at Disney World. Right. You're I mean, like, you know, like in... We're at one of the resorts okay. where our the client is hosting like their training or whatever at one of the resorts. So okay. I think it's like, you know... You can stay at this resort, but also they do a lot of corporate stuff at that resort. Gotcha. And then their employees get to probably enjoy the park at some point. I'm not sure whether there'll be time, but if there is, I might doubt it. Dart Girl, can there. you throw in an extra day? You know, if I had the wherewithal and the energy, <laughs> <laughs> I could have looked into that. And then I had a moment of complete, like, I don't know what I was thinking, but we're at dinner one night, me and the fam. Yeah. And I'm like, guess what, girls? I have to go to Disney World in a month. Uh, and they looked at me at like, what, what why, is wrong with you? Like, why would I tell them that like a month ahead? I don't know. And you're not and going. And you're not going, children. And it just never occurred to me to try to make it happen. But, oh. You well. Know, sometimes you just got to go work. School. I guess school. They got school. You got work. Exactly. You'd and be I, mad at them if you were working and they'd off you're like on Splash and it would Mountain be or whatever. A lot of money. It's not like Oh, it's not no one is. No, not I cheap. can't put them in my suitcase. I well, can't like <laughs> Maybe the the youngest one. The youngest one's little, but she ain't that little. She ain't that little. Okay. No, she's not. And I'm sure she wouldn't uh, enjoy that I referred to her as little. <laughs> right, sorry. The youngest one. She's still my baby. <laughs> she is. She's so cute. <laughs> It's so bad. She is very cute. I objectify her all the time. As I'm like, you she's so cute. Yeah. How could you be so cute? Well, that's what happens when you're a parent. You... I know, it's really bad. Yeah, you love the kids. They're adorable. Yeah, that's why you keep them I a know. lot of those reasons. You know, there's a thing. Like, there actually is a thing. Yeah, like there's a reason why they're so cute is so you don't squish act. them. Yeah. Yeah. It was real smart planning. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you suffer from cute aggression? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah? Well, I have a problem with babies. And the fact I've that got a problem with babies, too, but I bet you they're different. Because <laughs> my problem is that I think I'm secretly everybody's auntie. Well, you are. And that everybody should just know that if I see a baby in public, it's okay to hand them over to me. And that it's okay. <laughs> Total stranger. You yes. Mean? Yeah. 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 Like I've really, I've, I've actually seriously pondered like having a pin that says "baby whisperer," <laughs> which would indicate to people that if they have things they need to do, no, it would indicate to stay away from that lady. Exactly. You know. And it's then like, oh. I also realized because yeah. I used to run around anytime I heard anybody, especially in the theater community, had had a child. Yeah. Whether I knew them or not, I'd be like, I do. Free babysitting. Call me anytime. You need a manicure? I'll take care of your baby. And then I realized no new parent who doesn't know you really wants to hear. No, no. So I've stopped. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. It's been hard. Yeah. Because I do offer free babysitting services. I do not discern. You could, you could go on a date. This is just my little advertisement. You can go on vacation. You could go on a vacay. Yeah, I'll but take yeah, that baby. I mean, they just look at you like, okay, thanks. Like, that's cute. <laughs> so yes, I do have Don't cute aggression. look her in the eye. Cute aggression. Yeah. Which is where you need to, you want to throttle cute things. Cute things, where you, like you really, when people say it's like, oh my gosh, you're so cute, I just want to eat you up. I just up. want to, I just want to squish your face up so hard, man. Yeah, I forget the like science behind it, like the reason. There's like a thing. there is a science thing that goes behind it, but it's like same thing happens with me, like with puppies. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. like babies, love them. 
couldn't eat a whole one, but love. Wait, sorry. Wait, what? That turned. That turned. Yeah, it's the eating of the baby. Well, you know, I mean, I have they're no so filling. problem like so, saying that. Yeah, just when I'm going to eat them all. But up. strangers don't want to hear that. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I have to. And when we hit to break, I have to show you my um, my great niece because I'm I'm Grandma Gay. Because we be old. We be old. Mm-hmm. My great niece is the cute. Hey, you have a great niece. Yeah, I'm a grandma. How does that work? My niece has two babies. Oh. I've got a great nephew and a great niece. How old are they? Uh, three and like eight months. Do you get to see them? Yeah, yeah. They uh. live in Milwaukee, so I'll go up there every once in a while. Amazing. Yeah, but baby Kit, baby Kit had um, her. Oh God, I'm knocking, <laughs> knocking everything over. Every uh, she had uh, 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 the plates on the right side of her head started fusing together when she was like three months. So a little baby had to have skull surgery. Oh my God! I know. And now she has to wear this little, little helmet twenty three hours a day. Yeah. And she is a Dora. Ball. You know what's even like that has it's it's on the adorable meter while very serious and yeah. you know God bless her and I hope yeah. she heals very quickly. Oh, she's she's doing great. Like <laughs> let me tell you, as soon as she had that 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 procedure done, smiles. She was so fussy and just amazing. Yeah. But, but the other thing is glasses on babies. I don't even get me started with <laughs> oh that. Don't even. Or like little kids looking like the Harry Potter oh, walking stop through. It. Every time I see a little kid. Little kids dressed like adults. Get out of here. Stop it. Get out. Stop it. Leave. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. Like little kids. Like, and when I'm at the snack factory, you know, and we're like, you know, Spoiler, we're paid to be real nice to people, you know. Right. Yeah. But like I always talk to whenever I see a kid with glasses on, I always compliment their glasses cuz you oh know God. that it's got to be weird for them. Just mm-hmm. want to say how cool they look no, and how great they are. Yes to that cuz I've been I've had glasses since I was 5. I was adorable. Of course. Same but with I'm Jerry. I'm talking babies oh, baby, like, who have the little like glasses that they have to have a strap, strap on around. the back. Like Oh my god. Are we talking infants or like, like uh, maybe not quite infant, no. probably like one-ish or two-ish. Oh, how they're how so... does one test that? You know what I mean? Because there's no well, speech to be like... I think there's basic tests they do early right. on. Like I know they do a hearing test in the hospital. Um, so I'm not quite sure how they catch that. But when they catch it, or actually even three and four, and they have the strap just because they're kids. Because they're, they're not kids, keep yeah. glasses on. Yeah. But they're always the most like... Candy colored type glasses, oh, like pink. Purple. Uh-huh. Like, really They're, like hyper blue. Yeah, Skittles or... have come to life and they yes. have formed into this optical oh, frame around a little cutest. baby's head. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Adorbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those. that's when the cute aggression comes in too. It's bad. I just want to eat their glasses. I know. It's Because really they bad. look delicious. <laughs> they look like they are candy flavored. I think someone is calling. Um, emergency services on on us right now please do not let either one of these lunatics near my baby especially that lady who says that she's gonna babysit for free i know because that is the beginning of a lifetime television movie it was seriously the saddest moment when i realized like oh nobody enjoys that like and i've had friends who took me up on it but again they were friends right It's the new just not rolling into rehearsal. Be like, oh my god, you had a baby. I'll babysit. That is exactly what I would do. I love that. I know because you're a giver. I am a giver, and I love my babies. There you go. Yeah. I love sending babies back to their parents. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, give me, give me like a six-year-old thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Give me a fourth grader. I am golden. Really? Fourth graders are the best. Uh, yes. They're yes, awesome yes. because they're like, they, uh, they're becoming a sure. little bit mature. You can have conversations with yeah, them, yeah. but they still want to be a kid. They're yeah. not too, too worried about being a teenager yet. And they're not being mean because their True. bodies aren't going through a lot of kooky pants things. Right. Were you like the best uncle or are you the best? Uncle? I am the best. Uncle. You must be. I am. Oh my God. I'm real good. You and Jerry. Well, I'm better than Jerry. Mm. But yeah. Y'all are so handsome. I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I well, say thank that you. out loud? Thank you. You are. You're Th- such what? a handsome couple. We it's are ridiculous. Cute. No. You just uh, mm. saw the pictures you posted recently. Yeah, for twentieth. Twentieth. Uh, I still remember when y'all met. I know. It's bananas. You're like, yeah, this guy that I met. Because when, what was it? You you moved back together. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it was. Yeah, when you were teaching or anyway. It was a long. It's, it's a, a long, long story. story. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll save that for my one man show. That's right. Called twenty twenty years. <laughs> 20 years. Wow, I think we need to workshop that. We'll, we're, we'll workshop the title. Yeah. I do have a title of a show that I definitely cannot say on the air, okay. but, you know, that's okay. Let's just say it was made popular by a chant. Uh, it was made <laughs> popular by a chant made popular by my uh, high school football team, who, yes, Ooh. yeah, it was not cute. But anyway. We need to talk more We'll about talk that. more about that in a little bit. It's football season because the Kansas City Chiefs are playing another team. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the Maryland. Baltimore. The Orioles is the baseball team and the Baltimore Beauties. The Baltimore Beauties and the Kansas City Chiefs are playing. And then uh, (laughs) later on, I believe, is it the Packers? No. San Francisco 49ers and another team that is the rival of the St. Louis Princesses, the... I think Michigan. Detroit Lions. Right. This is that was impressive. Thank you very much. I can tell you one thing: I could not have done that. Well, I still have no idea who's Baltimore. <laughs> you must not have seen the, the Baltimore. Oh, kill my joke now through Baltimore oh, Beauties. Oh, but yeah, rewind, oh, rewind. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm smart. I make good decisions. That's why this part of Out Chicago is brought to you by Team Hockberg, because you make smart, good decisions. Chef Did Chef. you know, Tanya Richard? What? That 47 million listeners have no or unscorable credit and would benefit from a Team Hockberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee. Wow. I know. It's pretty great. That would be a smart decision, especially if you're pulling for the Ravens. (laughs) Yes. But we don't want them to... We're okay with them. Okay, so if you're a Ravens fan, you should definitely get this because it's, you know, a Team Hockberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card is perfect if you're a vindictive ex, destroyed your credit, you recently filed for, were discharged from bankruptcy, experienced a foreclosure or short sale, have collections, you were turned down for credit, uh, or one of your kids is having trouble securing their first credit cards, or you're trying to get those Madonna tickets because she's going to be in town next week. Oh. 
you should get a Team Hockberg credit card then. Because <laughs> Team Hockberg partnered with Kane County Teachers Credit Union to offer Team Hockberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee to help reestablish, enhance, and strengthen listeners with no damaged or challenged credit. For information about obtaining a Team Hockberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee, go to 56david.com forward slash fresh start. That's 56david.com forward slash fresh start to establish, enhance, and strengthen your credit so you can buy tickets to sporting events where people are playing things. Yes. They're chasing a ball, There's a ball in tight in the ball. pants. There we are. Not the ball. The players are in tight pants. Yes. Team Ockberg is up thousands of WCPG <laughs> listeners in tight or loose pants, but they can't help if you don't visit 56david.com forward slash fresh start. Lower.com, equalizing lender, NMLS 1124061. We are going to take a quick break from this in- intensely intellectual conversation that we've been having. Uh, uh, but we will come back. It's been a week. Yeah, it has. It's been a week. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of that week I mean, when we come back. Yeah. It's been a almost a year, and it's only freaking end of January. Okay. I know. There's a January. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to discuss what we can and cannot say on the radio while we take a quick break. Uh, so please stick around if we're still on the air. Yeah, right. uh, you're listening to Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm Kim Hunt with Affinity Community Services. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Tanya Richard. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on with the podcast? The podcast is on pause. The wonderful thing is it's, you know, the episodes are always available. Of Tanya's Take. Of Tanya's Take. Anywhere where you listen to podcasts. I have these conversations I want to have. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just a matter of whether I want to dig in and do like a quick five, six episode season. But I love that at any time you can listen to um, past past episodes. Past episodes. Yes. So Tanya's take. Yeah. Wherever you find your podcast. That is correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Hey, you know what I found out, which I also enjoy doing on, on the, on the out Chicago. What? Uh, We have prizes. Yay! Prizes, prizes, prizes. We like prizes. I love prizes. And I just found out that we're, we're giving away some tickets today. For what? Well, it's time for the Capital Fools at the North Shore Center in Skokie, February 3rd and 4th. Uh, Capital Steps is back, performing all the beloved bits over the top impressions and all new song parodies reflecting the day's news. Don't miss the fun of Capital Fools at the North Shore Center in Skokie, February 3rd and 4th. And luckily... WCPT has a few pairs for you, and if you don't win, you don't have to look like a fool. You can find tickets or more information about Capital Fools at NorthShoreCenter.com. But hurry, as tickets are selling fast. Think it's like Second City, ah. but all political. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, contests, you, what? let's give a pair of tickets away. Okay. Why not? So, uh, caller number three to seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. You're gonna win a couple of tickets to go see the Capitol Steps performing Capitol Fools at the North Shore Center uh, in Skokie, February third and fourth. Uh, just a reminder: uh, contests running on WCPTA twenty are open to listeners eighteen or older and residents of the Greater Chicagoland Northwest Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void where prohibited by law. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days, so don't get greedy. 
you know, uh, and complete rules if you are confused are available on our website at WCBT820.com by clicking the contest tab. So caller number three, you get a pair of tickets to go see the Capitol Steps uh, at the North Shore Center for the Performing Arts on February 3rd or 4th. Um, so good luck out there. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Have you ever won anything that? like that? A call-in? What? Have I ever won? Yeah. No, yeah. but I've tried real hard. Have you? Yes, yes, especially when I was a kid. That would be so exciting. I know. Didn't you ever just sit by the radio and be calling number like 107 growing up? Well, no. But you did. Like, <laughs> oh, I did. I, I was a radio I mean, kid. Like, wait. So you did. Because you were a caller 107 or no? No, 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 no. Right. I would just you try. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, more does listen to like 106.5, you know, yeah. KHTR. I don't think I never actually tried. I certainly, you know, I loved listened it. to the radio. Oh and- my gosh, especially when it came down to like, you know, oh, we're doing like the top nine at nine. And when you get to like number one, like, okay, caller number eight. If you can tell it's me what the other eight things, I'm like, I would write them all down. Aww. I would have them all going because I would want those tickets to Quiet yeah. Riot. Yeah. I, I, but it's stressful. I, Devin's face when I said Quiet Riot. I was like, wait, what? Do you know Quiet Riot? Yeah. <gasps> I did. I really wanted to go. That more shocked Scott like Quiet Riot. Well, I was trying to fit in, Devin. I was trying to there fit in because I, what I really wanted to go see was Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Which you I've seen five times. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was a big Duran-y. Still am. Jonathan you know, Taylor. He's my guy. the days, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. The musicians and the looks and the whatnot. We still have musicians and looks. It's just changed. Yeah, but I'm 104. And I, don't I know, know me too. But you know what? I give me my. I love my pop tarts. Give me a gal with a top pony. Who's I don't just, know who the pop tarts are. You know Ariana Grande. <clears throat> oh, I get it. Okay. Taylor Swift. Olivia, Devin's favorite, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> he does not enjoy her. He does or he no, doesn't? He does not. Oh, he does not. But I do. I think she's kind of swell. I don't even know. I love when she just like occasionally drops the f bomb in a song because she's edgy. Yeah, I mean, I barely know one song that she is singing. All right. Well, now I've got a project. Okay. We should talk about things. Oh. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, 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 go E. Jean Carroll. Yeah. Um, dang. Yeah. Dang. $83.3 million. Yeah, but is that one of those things where it's $83.3 million, 83, million, million yeah. but then he'll, she'll never see it? Uh no, I think she's she's gonna see it, but he really? does. But uh, the New York Times is reporting that he doesn't have to pay out right away. He can exhaust all of his appeals before he has uh, to pay. Oh, well, you know he'll be doing that. I know, but it's like an income. Like how often can you appeal? Like, oh my gosh, you know? that's amazing. I know it's kind of amazing. And what's even more amazing that I didn't even realize is that her lawyer, Roberta Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lesbian, right? And she was, uh, she was one of the people who behind uh, overturning the Defense of Marriage Act. Unbelievable. I know. Also, it freaks me out when somebody has accomplished something like that, and they're like not that many old years older than. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm like, there are many whoa. people. There, yeah, there are people that like. I mean, say what you want to about like you know Vivek Ramaswamy, but I'm like, dude, he's how old? Like. 42. Wild. Yeah. Speaking like Ava DuVernay, I just saw Origin last night. Yeah. Stunning film. I think she's younger than me. And God uh, love her. Yeah. Yeah. Gr- good for her. Good, but good just, on her. It's just wild to see the different ways that people spent their time. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and not to diminish any 
things I've accomplished or not. But it's just really interesting when you're like, oh, they went down this path and this is where they are now. And interesting. Oh, yeah. Don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that, because coming up in April is the uh, 50th anniversary of the Meow Show, which is the big uh, improv company at Northwestern where like. Julia Louis Dreyfus, okay, Anna Gosteyer. Yeah. Uh, she went to Northwestern. Yep. Oh. Uh, Seth Meyer, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Colbert. Like all of these people came out, and yeah. they're like, "Come to the 50th anniversary, and you can be on. Like, if you want to be on a panel, you can." And I'm like, "With the guy that writes for, you know, like it's it's yes, very Mr. weird." So I've I know, been I know, the I know, host I know. of a radio show for ten years. I know, and, I know. Yeah. And many oh, yeah. other accomplishments. I, but, however, it is very interesting. Like I, I wouldn't yes. change anything I've done. That's what I mean. Like it may yeah. just sound like, ooh, look at what they did. No, it's just interesting. I'm like, even like uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson. I remember when she was, you know, um, put on the Supreme Court. I'm like, well, look at that. Look what she did and uh-huh. what path she, she and where she ended up. Yeah. It's just fascinating. It's to fascinating me. Mm-hmm. when you're it's in the, like, within the same age range. You know, it's also yeah. very interesting that a certain uh, orange uh, fascist uh. person could also choose his own adventure. You know, he's basically paying this money because he just could not shut up. Yeah, like that's it. It's like he's well, paying eighty three point three million dollars. I know because he could not shut up. And the fact, like, if you listen to him now, whenever he's making these appearances, it is more concerning than ever the level of babble that is coming out of his mouth. Oh, and uh-huh. just like, I mean, it is such a, a red flag in ter- a flag in terms of his mental health, and I mean that seriously. And nobody takes note of it in a way that you know well that's because he's also reassuring everybody that he's passing cognitive tests left and right apparently right. like he keeps bringing that up too right but and i'm it's like real trippy now mm-hmm. when you're like there used to be like a thread well the most fascinating thing is if you go way back and um and uh listen to him before it all went horribly wrong. And you're like, oh. This when was is... it going right? Well, you it was know? never going like... right. But there are times <laughs> when you see him in interviews and uh-huh. you're like, oh, he sounds just like his speech pattern is calm. He's making sense. It, whether you're agreeing with what he's saying or right. not. And what it is dissolved into, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. That it's the same human. You yeah. Know? And, and people are on on board with that i know <sighs> we're scared yeah 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 because yeah. clearly he um uh uh i mean he won new hampshire mm-hmm. this week yeah um ugh. nikki haley mm-hmm. is just kind of refusing to back down yeah but you know what good on her good i on say her. i mean why should she just because the bully wants to bully you know yeah I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, of course, I'm sure there's very sound political reasons why it's time for her to... Yeah. But well, I mean, there's like math reasons, yeah. you know, like you're just not going to get enough right. votes. Yes, of course. You know, but then there's also the Koch brothers have a hand in her campaign. Oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Oh, but you know the Koch brothers, yeah. 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 So, so she they're, they're contributing to her. Okay. And so I think I'm sure oh, like so, once... Right. Once they're they're kind of like, you know, hey, it's time to go. Yeah, they'll let you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. I don't know. It's like it's. It, it, 
I'm just, I'm still dumbfounded by the support that this man is getting. Mm-hmm. Um, especially from like from different groups of peoples, um, especially especially those who consider themselves Christians and who call themselves evangelicals. And you know what? Actually, why don't we take a break? We're going to pick up on this little thread because mm-hmm. um, there is a there's a new book out called The Kingdom, the Power, and the Glory by Tim Alberta. And he it's about um, the evolution of the evangelical church mm-hmm. into becoming a very powerful force in uh, conservative politics. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to touch on that. So why don't we, we'll take a break because okay. we got clips and things. Yeah, because you're stuff. fancy. Yeah, I'm grade A fancy, like mm-hmm. meat or eggs. So <laughs> there we are. So we're going to take a quick break. Callers, hang on. We'll get to you uh, after this thing. But when we come back, we're just kind of talking about like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very con- confused mm-hmm. about the evangelicals. And there's kind of like a little light being shown upon that. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, stick around. You're listening to uh, Out Chicago and I believe Quiet Riot right now. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, WCBD, well Heartland Signal. <laughs> so good. This is Renee Taylor. You're listening to Out Chicago, WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Tanya Richard, filling in for Ellen Miller, who's off on a boat, Mm -hmm. as she is wont to do. Hanging out with a guy from Blues Clues. I know. Blues (laughs) Cruise. It's a Blues Cruise. There we go. There we are. Hope she's having a good time. Yeah. With her harps. Right? I aspire to. She travels with with five to seven harps at all times. She does not. She does. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's got to be tricky. Well, harp is a harmonica. I know these things after 10 years. Oh. Yeah. A harmonica is a harp in blues terms. I, I mean, you learn something new every day. <laughs> Speaking of, did you know R- Renee Taylor, who was just giving us that little intro yeah. here? She was the, the, on The Nanny. Yeah. You know? Did you know she was in the producers, like the original producers? No, but for some reason that doesn't surprise yeah, she me. Played, uh, she played Ava Braun in the, the musical that they put on about Hitler. Oh, my gosh. Right? I just found this out. I did not know that. I know. There we are. We're learning things. We're learning things left and right today. Wow. There we are. Right. Especially with becoming a vegetarian will do to you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we are. <laughs> that's for the behind the scenes podcast. That's right. But anyway, look, uh, I do want to talk about something that's kind of serious. It's been like really, really, really troubling me um, about this man. I... Um, I, as a gay man, am filled with uh, anxiety about this man. Um, And I'm very much confused as to why people can support him, um, how they can support him uh, in terms of the... Look, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. He is a liar. He is a thief. He is a sexual abuser. He is an adulterer. He is a racist. He and on and on and on and on and on. And people are still falling in line behind it. Like, that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Like well, I, I think it was in the the in Colorado in the the district where Bobo is is running. Uh, they just had a there were uh, there was a panel. I believe it was nine people. Um, and they asked, like, how many of you who are running for elected office, how many of you have been arrested? And six of them raised their hands. Yeah. And then high-fived each other. Oh. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand how these people who are claiming to be the moral majority, that they're able to back these people who clearly have no morals mm-hmm. um, or, or uh, very questionable morals, and particularly the evangelical church. And, mm-hmm. like, the evangelicals are supporting um, Ding Dong in a very— different way they were like in 2016 they were kind of a little bit more hesitant but now they are all on board and i it's it's i just i still don't get it i yeah. don't especially evangelicals their whole mission is to evangelize is to bring people to the church mm-hmm. to bring people to jesus mm-hmm. that whole thing and because of their support of this man, it is harder for people to hear that message. Right. You know, which is turning people off. So this book, yeah, on The View, it was on January 18th, and it kind of, somebody forwarded it to me, and I was like, oh, it's it's a fascinating discussion. I'll I'll put it up onto our Facebook page, the link to the YouTube thing. Um, But uh, author Tim Alberta, he, he has a new book out called The Kingdom, The Power, and The Glory, and on the view, he talked about growing up at the evangelical church and explores um, the group's ties to politics. And I found it completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. the The panel was peppering him with questions like, "How can you know, re- like reading off the, that list of sins? You right. know, the the adulterer, sexual assault, the, the, et cetera, et cetera." And they're like. How can they support this? How can they overlook it? And his response is, well, you know, the way they see it is that God often works through uh, flawed people. Mm -hmm. Well, but the problem is these flawed people end up having, end up repenting and doing something to help lots of other people. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, they truly believe that God has chosen Mm -hmm. this man to help their bring their idea of heaven on earth, their kingdom here on earth, mm-hmm. into a reality. Well, and now, uh, not all evangelicals. No, no, no. Right. But, 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 the, let me t- but the support the, has... The support, yeah. The support has the support. grown yeah. from the 2016 election to where we are now. Like, the like in Iowa, the evangelical vote was, turned out, was huge mm-hmm. for him. Well, what drives it is fear. Yes. And Trump is a master manipulator who plays into fears. And so that marriage is why that engine keeps running. Yes. Yeah. And but at the same time, it's like. uh, It still is very, very foggy to me. It's very kind of elusive. And one of the things that uh, that they were talking about is this idea that evangelicals are steeped in this idea that the end is nigh, mm-hmm. that the end yeah. is coming, Fear. and that and that they are being persecuted. Um, 
You I'm know, sorry. At, at the you're saying this is what evangelicals this is what evangelicals are steeped in that the end is near that like the second coming like uh -huh. all of this stuff that they there will come a day when the rapture happens mm -hmm. and all of the good Christian God fearing people are going to go up to heaven and then mm -hmm. all the evil secular people are going to burn like that is that is what they are are steeped in yeah. right now okay um and it, the, yeah. I'm doing not doing a very good job explaining it. I should no. probably let him explain it uh, for a little bit in this clip. But uh, oh, yeah, but, but, sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, here this uh, this kind of encapsulates their justification of Donald Trump. This is again, this is Tim Alberta. He's author of a book called The Kingdom, the Power, and the Glory. It's about the evangelical church and conservative politics. This is on the View on January 18th. If you understand the evangelical mindset, I grew up steeped in this rhetoric, this messaging, that the end is coming, that yes. we are approaching an yes. imminent, an Im yes. an imminent, an imminent clash between the good, God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians and the secular, wicked, outside world, which is, by the way, when COVID-19 comes along mm -hmm. and you have blue state governors ordering churches to shut down, everybody said, well, here we are. The government's coming for us. We knew this day would come. Yeah. So there is a pervasive fear in the evangelical yeah. world that persecution is coming for them. The, the, the problem with that, there's a number of problems, but the, the key theological problem yeah. with that is that if you look at the founding of Christianity, Christianity has always operated from the margins. It has never yes. been about power. It has never been about needing to control the levers of the state. Our kingdoms in heaven, not on earth. Exactly. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, yeah. as he was being led to his execution. Yeah. Yeah. So you can turn as a Christian. Yeah. You have two choices. Yeah. In times of trouble, you can turn to the sword. You can turn to a political, military, strong man. You can try to co-opt the power of the state. Yeah. Or you can turn to the cross right. and you can walk in the path of Jesus and you can be faithful and gracious even to those who are threatening you, your perceived yes. enemies. Yes. And that is the fundamental divide now within the evangelical world. And, and, and if nothing else, I'm just hoping to remind people yeah. of what the path of Jesus looks like. Well, you yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty, I mean, it's so simple. He just laid it out very, very simply. You can either turn towards power and politics, or you can turn towards your faith, which means lead with love, uh, comfort the stranger, feed the homeless, you know, all of that. All of the teachings that, that, that Jesus said yeah. and offers. Yeah. But instead they're offering because of this fear, because of whatever. It, you know, and just because we can put some like, kind of pinpoint what it is that what they're saying, um, like why they believe it doesn't necessarily justify it in the view. But I mean, it's I, I'm kind of like, oh, OK, I see. Uh, yeah, this is there's a firmly there's a deeply rooted belief that the end is nigh. Right. Which is really weird, because as it goes on and on and on, don't they notice that it's not happening? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I longer mean, you think it's coming and it doesn't come, right. doesn't something change? Well, but then that's a question of faith, you know, for some people. Yeah. You know, it gets really weird. Like, we, we were talking briefly, you know, my sister is yeah. an Episcopal priest. Right. Um, and the thing that has been really, ever since the Tea Party came about in, what, 2010, um, they've taken the name Christian and they have warped it. They have turned it into this weird sort of politicized thing, lumping it, lumping it in with the evangelicals who are using their power to have policy right. be made, as opposed to what a lot of Christianity preaches, which again is what I said, you know, 
comfort the stranger, welcome them into your home, lead with love, uh, give money to the poor, uh, house the homeless, all of these radical acts of, of kindness and love and generosity. Like that's, that is the, the belief that I was raised in. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's, it's very confusing to me when people who claim to be, to have a very intimate relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And yet they take this, they, they are able to overlook all of these man's, this, this man's defaults, his, his character flaws. Like, I mean, he's, he's a broken man. And yet they still say, this is my guy. I mean, the part that you have to challenge, though, is like at its core and the infrastructure of any religion, which is still based in patriarchy, uh, misogyny, uh, abuses, uh, like not not all. Like I'm talking like deep core like when we talk about what something is on the surface and what the general understanding of something is but then if we really flip it we realize that a lot of these um institutions are built on the the oppression um ostracizing marginalized folks like it, it really is on the flip side a lot of the things that trump is upholding and i understand that that's like a very sort of like dark way of looking at it. But mm -hmm. to me, it's not that surprising that an institution were to, um, that's really always been led through a particular lens that is oppressive, is drawn to someone who's just saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. It's not that surprising to me. I don't know. It, for some, like, uh, for some reason, it, 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 it just, it, uh, it, it, ugh. I mean, at its absolute me. fundamental core, I absolutely understand what you're saying. But if we really interrogate it, well, I mean, then again, you have I think that. Consider... But then I think that depends upon the denomination and which sector. The, the denomination church. and the individual, but the denomination and the individual doesn't have anything to do with the institution. Those are two separate things. Uh, of, well, I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to stand up for my Episcopal Church. I think that they are, they, yeah, they they walk the walk. I believe it. You know. Yeah. And you know, women are are, are leaders within the church. Yes. They're gay people within the church. And yes. High, like bishops. Right. You know, there are, and the the message is, quite frankly, very kind of social justicey. It's great. You know, it's yeah. awesome. So I do see. I don't know. But when we're talking about some of our institutional religions, you have to Oh, yeah. No, I that. get that. I understand that, too. Mm -hmm. Oof, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. oh, yeah. Anyway, just food for thought. I'm do. very excited. I'm going to post that whole conversation up uh, onto our Facebook page. Uh, but it's the book is The Kingdom, the Power, and the Glory by Tim Alberta. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm anxious to read it. Just to be like, oh. Just kind of, I found it very enlightening. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, he's very striking. Bill mm -hmm. actually listened to an interview, um, an online interview with him. And yeah, he had, he had first brought the book to my attention. Yeah. Anyway, well, there we go. Uh, hey, we got to take a break. So there's some news and stuff. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with fancy people and fun things. So uh, stick around for the second hour of Out Chicago right here on WCPT Heartland Signal.
I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Tanya Rashad. Did we solve all the problems? Not yet. Oh. But we will. Okay. Soonish, <laughs> I guess, or the rapture's going to come and oh just take gosh. us all away. Yeah, I know. We'll be hanging out with Devin. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good times. We can listen to Quiet Riot and cheer on the Baltimore beauties in sports ball. <laughs> I think that'll be a good time. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, thank you, En Vogue. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that from En Vogue? Yeah. Because when you like it, you lose it. And I'm out the door. <laughs> Do you remember? I now? don't. I mean, I love on Vogue, but you know, I said I'm not a lyrics person. I oh. just asked my husband. I mean, I don't. I only that's know that's so weird because you're a writer and an actor and an activist and a podcaster, and words are important to you, right? Wow. <laughs> you All would, right. You would think. One would think. But I struggle. One would think. Well, right now, actually, truth be told, we are struggling right now to get a hold of one of our guests uh, right now. So. Uh, Hopefully a little bit later on the hour, we're going to be chatting with uh, co-founder and co-artistic director of Complexion's Contemporary Ballet. He's a Tony Award nominee, uh, Desmond Richardson. Hopefully we'll be able to get in touch with him uh, sometime soon. Uh, but a little bit later on in this uh, hour, we're going to be speaking with uh, the founder of the Chicago chapter of Out Professionals, which is a nonprofit networking organization for LGBTQ professionals. Uh, Keith D- uh, Douglas is going to be joining us That's cool. a little bit later on. I know. Mm-hmm. It's great. So that means we've got time to go to the calls. So why don't we check, uh, check in with Steve? Welcome. You're on out Chicago. Yes. Uh, I wanted to add something to the conversation you were having. And yeah. Uh, yeah I, it, it confounds the mind in the, in the intellectual gymnastics that takes place within certain religious groups in this country. Yeah. You know? So uh, arguably within my lifetime, the most religious president we had was Jimmy Carter. Who mm-hmm. was thoroughly despised by the, by the people who were the so-called religious on the on the religious right defined as the religious right, especially evangelical Christians? It turns out that our religious institutions are nothing more than a reflection of the society. So, if you want a church that's thoroughly conservative and and reflects those views, you can find one. But you know, but trying to jump through these hoops, you know, if you're a billionaire, I sort of understand why you know you might want to vote GOP. Well, it might serve your interest, but if you belong to a church, a so-called Christian church, one that you know has numerous, some three thousand references to what we owe to each other in terms of the poor, mm-hmm. in terms of biblical text, yep. and has a few fleeting references to homosexuality, yet you have hung everything on those rather than addressing the three thousand references to what we owe to the poor. So, like, no, 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 we can't talk about that. Bible's got no business, you know, involved in where my money goes or what, how government taxes me or whatnot. But, you know, but government should definitely regulate who sleeps with whom, who gets to marry whom. You know, I mean. I- oh, oh, apparently he's going through a tunnel. We lost, we lost Steve. There we are. But yeah, but I got what you were saying. It's very, it is, it's, it's very shocking. The, the cherry picking that happens. Yeah. And I think you really have to take a look at the, the premise is that the, that and sort of what I was saying earlier, like the premise is like, we can assume that none of these institutions have been manipulated or, um, you know, uh, the fact that they have been led 
through the lens of patriarchy and uh, and all those other things haven't affected them even and also that they've been there from the beginning mm-hmm. they're just being brought out in a way that um is harder to take yeah i don't know it's 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 very interesting and you know it's it's it uh earlier i was listening to this this program that was talking about this new trend on social media on tiktoks like called trad wives which are traditional wives and they are coming in like in in like immaculate makeup, hair, dress, their homes are spotless. Mm -hmm. Their meals are all homemade and bountiful. And there's this like very much a shift back to, you know, the 1950s sitcom, you know, homemaker kind of thing of what a mom should be or, or a housewife. and I think the timing is kind of curious. Yeah. You know, of that popping up right now. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I mean, well, the same thing is happening right now with the the the, the continued war on uh, diversity, equity, and yes. inclusion. Yeah. You know, they're blaming DEI for the plane that the, the Alaskan Airlines flight, the plane that mm-hmm. I think they're, yeah. they, that's what they're blaming. Well, but, that's the part where it's just like grasping and reaching and how like, so this summer, uh, the focus was on um, trans. Yes. And uh, trans folks and drag. Yeah. And let's attack that. That's yeah. going to be the beginning and the end. That lasts for a while. And this is why we have to remember and like recall that they will grasp at anything, and when they get bored, they'll just switch back to something else. So this summer, it was trending towards trans, trans and drag queens, and drag yeah, queens yeah, yeah. having to, you know, rid them, rid the world, right? Yeah, yeah. And now we're going to DEI again, which a year the perennial or so, favorite mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. year or so ago was at the forefront. Yeah. And um, these initiatives to, you know, pull funding out of schools that have DEI um, references or classes or, um, you know, it's it's all tactics. It's all manipulative. None of it is based in any real fears. They just know that it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And I think that. It's concerning, of course, but that you just have to stay the course, you know, like because it's a lot of noise and attention, but not a lot of these things don't actually come to fruition. So somebody wanting to pull something out of a school doesn't mean they actually accomplish it, but it often does mean that. And we see what's happening with, you know, books in libraries and schools. So it's just like. Having a real strong sense of what actually is happening, what isn't happening, where it's happening, what you can do about it is just, I think, important to the entire um, sequence of events because <clears throat> they will get bored. Will they? They will. Yeah. I, okay. Um, All right. They'll come back to it. I mean, it definitely is coming back to it. It feels to me that a lot, especially, you know, what are these, the, those, that mom groups, Moms for Liberty, mm-hmm. who are behind all of these like book. Yeah. banning things yeah. and pulling books and like restricting what books can be there. It is, a, they are not a majority. It is a small number yep. of people who are loud, yes. really loud but, and persistent. And they expect that they, they're like parents' rights, parents' rights, yeah. parents' rights. Right. They're screaming that. But what they're doing is they're not taking 
into consideration the rights of other parents who might well, well, believe right. yeah, differently. Absolutely. Which you that, know they never have. But right. the only when I say things like they'll get bored or they'll like move the target is because all the noise they're making, for instance, around banning certain books, that sustains itself until Bill O'Reilly's book is being pulled from the shelves. And then he's like, wait a second, my books can't be pulled from the shelves. Mm -hmm. And then so it's like, if it starts to hit too close to home, then those folks who normally would be upholding the argument suddenly become one of the victims of it. And so then it shifts. So it's like, it it has its own shelf life. Mm -hmm. And... But the further they want to go with it, it'll start to affect even the people who normally are in support. Does that? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's that, you know, and uh, the fact that a lot of these initiatives aren't actually translating. So, like as as noisy as they are, and as much um, attention as they're getting, it's finding out like what's the follow through, what's the end game, how in favor are people of pulling books, of banning DEI in schools. And so far, it is appearing as if the majority of folks actually do understand the value of DEI. The majority of folks actually don't uh, advocate for banning books, right? So like, while it's small, while it's noisy, you just have to like, stay your course and 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 believe in that majority that doesn't actually want things to come to pass. Yeah, but there are, you know, just and to just the, to the counterpoint of that, but there are places in this country yes. that are within that that minority is a majority where they are succeeding in in pulling books, in pulling yes, classes. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things that just shocked the the hell damn fart out of me uh, was last year there were 550 anti LGBTQ yes. bills um, brought forward. Mm-hmm. 80 of them passed in in states. And so it was for the entire year of 2023. We are now at the end of January, and there were 335 passed. that have no that have been introduced, oh. mm-hmm. but 335 within January. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the 550 for the whole year. Yes. You know, it's right. like, it's just, there are things that are like, it's. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I was somewhat having this conversation in reverse the other day where I was sort of saying, be careful of folks who want to sort of say, oh, well, it's a smaller contingent. It's okay. And f- flipping to the side of recognizing that. I think that sometimes the the folks who are the noisiest perception becomes reality. And I just want to like remind people there's like what it looks like is happening and what is actually happening. And then there's the in-between where people are being impacted and it is damaging. Mm -hmm. But that, uh, I don't know, I just think it's so easy to get so swept away in the hysteria of what they're trying to do. Yeah. And just checking and balancing what is happening how it's actually manifesting just for your own sanity for your own mental health and for your awareness of where you can help because i think when you listen to the noise and all of it it can just get so overwhelming and they're like they're taking over dei is being you know and it's like no we can we can still hold on we can still have power um and just because they're noisier 
doesn't mean they're winning. Truth. Yes. Just to, you I know, hear that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think staying off of social media is a big thing. Well, that's what that's what I mean by the yeah. hysteria. Yeah. And it's getting like off very, of that. It's very easy to be like you read one or two stories about somebody, you know, wanting to pull DEI resources from this place or the other. And it starts to feel like, oh, my gosh, it's really happening everywhere. And um, uh, you just have to challenge that and make sure it's true and and pinpoint where you can be of service and where you can actually make actual change. Mm -hmm. How here's my whole my whole thing that's been like you know, a big old noggin scratcher is like how what what can we do? To make it change. Specific. What? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I'm just being a little too broad. We were chatting before we went on the air about yeah. my general anxiety, yeah. which is uh, kind of at an all-time high. Yeah. I mean, not really, but it's 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 getting up there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I understand that I'm fortunate that I have I do have a platform, yeah. uh, you know, where I am able to to talk with people to be like, you know, vote for people who want to help the people. Yeah. And not punish the people, yeah. you know, um, but like what? If, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe or I guess if, since we're on DEI, I mean, I guess I feel like we're we're fortunate here in Chicago and within Illinois where that is a, a priority, sure. you know, and put introducing that into curriculum, you know, like I think but, I mean, so sorry, I, I, I'm just rambling know, right I now. I recently wrote um, in my newsletter, I wrote something about how I was um people would check in with me and be like, how's the DEI work going? And I'm like, well, it's interesting right now because, you know, racism isn't trending. And then they would stare at me blankly because they did not find that amusing. But right. like in the industry, there's an awareness that like, oh, it's not the hot button issue right now. Right. There hasn't been, sadly, thankfully, but also sadly, some big tragic event that everybody can get behind. And, and so because that's gone a little quiet and now the noise is starting to come back, we have to take it very seriously, um, but we also have to recognize that, like, where we fall in letting it go quiet and focus on that. Yeah. Like, why yeah, yeah, is yeah. it that again, it got so Again, when something isn't trending. Mm -hmm. And when it's not trending. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like to occasionally be, like, to check in and be like, what have you done lately to like get more fluid in the conversation around diversity, equity, inclusion? What does it actually mean? Do you actually know what it means so that when somebody comes to you and tries to challenge it, you can be like, actually, because, you know, Elon Musk, Mr. X-Man, thinks it's racist. Right. 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 So it's like, are you equipped to have that conversation, not necessarily with Elon Musk, but anybody else who might be spreading that rhetoric as to why it is not racist and what does diversity what does equity, equity mean what does inclusion, inclusion yeah. actually mean are you doing it yourself mm -hmm. are you learning as much as you can about it mm -hmm. are you spreading the word mm -hmm. and you have enough information so that when it gets challenged in your neck of the woods you can respond yeah and act in a thoughtful way i don't know i love that it's kind of like if you stay ready you never have to get ready Kind yes. of vibe. And we in you this know? culture perpetually get ready. Yeah. So we As get opposed, ready and, and then, then it calms. Yeah. And then we get ready again. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta stay, stay ready. ready. Stay ready, you never have to get ready. Stay ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm out the door. Where are you going? But let's invoke again. <laughs> <laughs> Tanaya. <laughs>
Tanaya. <laughs> we're going to have to play some Oh, but, please um, do. Just for, just for you. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to listen to some En Vogue. We're going to stay ready. Mm, yeah. It's in that song. It is. If you like it, you lose it. See, see but I only know and the first the only know few the words mbop. of that song. Oh, see, <laughs> which is now you're talking. That's in vogue. That is my. That is why I am not a professional singer. Oh my God, they were so amazing. They, they were amazing. The so scene. pretty. Oh my, my gosh. God, so beautiful. So pretty. So pretty. <laughs> And so talented. And smart. And smart. And they and sang that kind. one chord really, really well. I don't know if they were very kind. <laughs> With all the drama they had. I didn't know there was oh, drama. Oh, yeah. There was, that's, why there, that's why there's no longer an invoke. Anyway, we'll talk about that during the break, too. Uh, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be uh, speaking with uh, uh, my friend, uh, Keith Douglas, who is uh, the... Chicago found the founder of the Chicago chapter of Out Professionals. Uh, so stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCBT. I'm Bex Ehrman with About Face Theater. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Tanya Rashad. Hello. <laughs> I was really, Hello. I was liking the way that was sounding. Tanya Rashad, the way I, the, my vocal yes. came. Tanya Rashad. A little, a little vibrato. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because she, she is a, she's a, an actor, a writer, mm, a yes. podcaster, yes. Uh, and activist, yes. yes, and a DI straw. Yes. Denor. I do all of those things. You do things. all that stuff, and you do it really well. Well, thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. It's because you're, prof- you're a pro. You're a professional. I try. I know. I mean, I really do try. I know. And we all. <laughs> Lord yeah. knows I try. I fail. But I think you know what it would help me is if I had a group that I could hang out with with other professionals what that could actually way. make me be more professional. And I couldn't think of a better way than like Out Professionals, which is the leading nonprofit networking organization for LGBTQ professionals in the United States. And guess what? what? I'm in luck. We're all in luck. How? Because they are launching a Chicago chapter what? an event right here in Chicago on February 8th. What? And joining us now is the founder of the Chicago chapter, Keith Douglas. Keith, welcome to Chicago. Well, good morning, Scott and Tanya. How Hello. are you? I'm good. How are you doing, my friend? I am better now that I'm talking to the two of you. Oh, He's a charmer. Stai, he really okay. is. You have no idea. You have no idea the trouble that Keith Douglas could get you into. <laughs> Oh, all good things. All good things. All good things. 100%. 100%. So, uh, so Keith, so I kind of did a little bit about the, uh, about Out Professionals, but can you, uh, what did I miss? Can you fill in the blanks? What are some of the goals for Out Professionals? Well, you are very, very well informed, Scott. I will tell you, Out Professionals is a national networking association, and their largest chapters, our largest chapters, are in New York and Los Angeles. But in the last couple of years, there's been a need to expand, and we have grown to Philadelphia, Houston, San Francisco, San Diego, 
And we're now launching here in Chicago on February the 8th, as you mentioned. Yeah. See, now I can't believe that we don't, there isn't a chapter already here because the LGBTQ community here, especially the pros, uh, is very rich, very diverse, and very um, kind of amazing. Uh, What took it so long to get to Chicago? Well, there are indeed a lot of out professional organizations out in financing, who is one of our chapter champions, actually. So they're very industry specific out professionals is different because it really is open and welcoming to all individuals, regardless of industry. So it's a wonderful opportunity to network with where you can drive business, but also kind of develop your career. So that's one of the things that makes out professionals a little different than the other organizations. I love that. So what sort of what kinds of events are planned for uh, when, you know, when out professionals, the Chicago chapter launches on February 8th? Yes. Yeah, so the first event on the 8th is primarily focused on networking, but we will also be announcing some of the nonprofit and the volunteer opportunities that we're going to have available because we, you know, it's networking has become so important in our career development and post pandemic, the office environment and our networking opportunities are just very different. Yeah. So you have to be very proactive to engage with other professionals. And if you're young in your career, is there an opportunity to find a great mentor? From a business perspective, it's a great opportunity to find others that can help you support if you're an independent entrepreneur. And Out Professionals has several membership levels to make sure that it's open and accessible to a broad range of professionals. And you can be an individual member or your business can be a member. So uh, the event on the 8th is primarily focused on networking, but we will have different volunteer opportunities, which are also networking, but just in a very different way, which we feel like is very meaningful. And it's also a great give back to the community. Can you talk a little bit about, because for me, uh, when I hear the word networking, I want to hide under my bed. Yes. So can you? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I no, start to get I'm upset. Really bad at it. Like, I'm really bad at it. I'm like, is it warm I'm like, in I'm here? hot. I'm sweaty. Um, I'm getting all flushed. So can you talk a little bit about like what do you mean? So you say like the event on um, in February is primarily for networking. So when somebody goes to show up to this event, what does that mean? Like. Are they sort of responsible for moving around the room? Is there someone sort of facilitating that? Just, I'd I'd be curious, like, what does that really mean? No, that's a great question. And so many people associate networking with like speed dating for professionals. Yes! Yes! Oh my gosh, (laughs) Keith Douglas, right on the nosy. I'm getting, I'm sitting here clenched up. Scott is now in the fetal position. Yes, I am. Sorry, but that's true. Yes, and it was just like, and you just need to exhale. This is going to be an extremely social, open, and inviting opportunity to meet other industry professionals that are young, but also some seasoned professionals. And, you know, the idea is that we will facilitate introductions to a broad range of individuals. We already have 75 people registered for the event. Wow, that's Uh, great. We're anticipating, yeah, we're anticipating about 125. And 
We will facilitate introductions. We will introduce you to people when you come to the event. The registration and the name tags will all help you identify people in similar industries. So there is a real, um, I think, casual approach. And it isn't, to your point, like network speed dating for networking and professional life. So uh, we want it to be open, inviting, and casual. Um, But at the same time, meaningful and very easy for you to walk up and introduce yourself to individuals to say hello. I love the entity of it that's even like you're facilitating the introductions as opposed to everybody just showing up and that's like entirely on them. Yeah. That are that's already like my heart. I know I'm breathing a little bit down. easier. <laughs> I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. We'll be taken care of. Well, you, well, there's there there is a lot of anxiety associated with walking into a yeah. complete room of strangers. Yeah. And we we you know we have kept the admission threshold very low. It's fifteen dollars to attend, and we've done that so individuals could actually bring along friends or That's other really colleagues smart. in the industry. We have connected with a lot of the um, uh, human resources departments where there are diversity, equity, and inclusion groups within larger organizations so those groups could come. It is also an opportunity for large organizations who are seeking to diversify their workforce Mm -hmm. to come and find new talent. So our goal and our hope is that these individuals from a recruiting perspective are using this as an opportunity to find those individuals. So lots, lots of reasons to have chats with people at the event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really do enjoy about the this the chapter launch that's happening for um, out professionals on February 8th um, is that it's actually in person, you know, like everything It's ever since the pandemic, you know, we became a zoom culture that, as you were saying earlier, the office culture has changed. You know, people Mm. don't necessarily even have an office to go in or go into an office anymore. They work from home. There's something about being in a room with actual people and you're able to, you know, like have, you know, be, and you can actually get a beat on people in terms of like, you can read body language. You can like see what's going on. Like there's something really wonderful about that, that actual human connection. Yes. And I feel like people are truly longing for that connectivity and, and, you know, and it was just like, and they, and one of the things that we do want to do as well in Chicago, because we are such a big market, there are so many amazing neighborhoods. We are going to purposely select venues in different neighborhoods to ensure that the, the networking events kind of rotate throughout the city of Chicago. Our first one is at the hotel Lincoln in Lincoln park. Our next event in April is going to be at 360 Chicago at the John Hancock 875 North Michigan, which is a very different venue. They've opened up a really cool lounge up there called the Cloud Bar. Um, but we also want to host events in Bronzeville, um, just throughout Fulton Market. There are all sorts of great opportunities to kind of lead to the diversity that we're looking for in the association. So I'm excited about all of that. That's, That's awesome. really great. And, you know, there is like in, in any sort of career that you're taking, you know, it's always great to, have, you know, to have like some sort of networking or some sort of mentorship. Yeah. Um, Keith, did you have a, a particular mentor in your in your life at any point? Oh, that's a great question. I did. I was really fortunate very early in my hotel career to have a gentleman who was very seasoned and 
taught me all of the things that you shouldn't shouldn't do, and it's good to know both. Yeah. Um, and and I'm very happy to say that he is attending the event. We yes. have stayed in touch over my career, and this was when I was 21 years old wow. and just starting out. And he is coming to the event on February the 8th, and I'm very excited to see him again. That's so. and it's only been five years since you met him when you were 21. <laughs> like that is remarkable. But Keith Douglas can do just about anything, and in just five short years, he has climbed that ladder. Because of events that are networking. <laughs> so now talk to me a little bit more about these these nonprofit and volunteer opportunities that our professionals uh, is going to be participating in. Yeah. So, I mean, to your point, what you and Tanya talked about is, you know, going to a networking event, quote unquote, and walking into a room full of strangers is is very anxiety inducing and we want to mitigate some of that anxiety and another way to do that is we will organize volunteer opportunities with a collection of nonprofits that focus on mental health addiction recovery um, childhood development and also um, those that are have food insecurities and those volunteer opportunities will provide a group of 12 to 15 individuals that sign up to go to these organized events. And it's yet another way to network and meet individuals that are beyond your circle of friends and colleagues. And it's a great way to get to know other people and give back to the community. So we're very excited about that give back portion too. Yeah, that's always a huge thing for me. I mean, there's, I I, I love a good volunteer opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, so many people have the desire to volunteer, but really have a little trouble just getting started and figuring out how to reach out, how to get connected to the right organization that kind of aligns with their own individuality. Mm -hmm. And we will hopefully provide and be the conduit to that where we're organizing these groups with the various nonprofits throughout Chicago. So, uh, yeah, and people can learn more and they can sign up on our website at OutProfessional org, and you can subscribe to get information specifically about the Chicago chapter, and we'll notify you about those volunteer opportunities. Cool. That's so amazing. And how many, as this is the, the launch event for the Chicago chapter, how many events are there annually? You know, we will do the networking events every other month, mm-hmm. and we will supplement in the off months with the volunteer opportunity. So uh, we will have some type of organized activity every month. That's amazing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All my anxiety around networking <laughs> is now like I can breathe easy. I feel like I'm in a tub with a lush bath bomb right now. The kind that has the glitter on it that's going to stay in your tub. I can't. I want to stay in this bathtub. I'm staying in this bathtub of networking and mentorship. It is wonderful. And I'm feeling good about having opportunities to give back to my community or other communities. Like, this is great stuff, Keith. Yeah, well, you, I, you know, I think I so appreciate the opportunity to be able to share this on Out Chicago, and I sincerely appreciate the invitation to be on the show and talk about it. And we do think it's going to be a very meaningful, uh, wonderful organization from a networking perspective for those in the LGBTQ plus and our allies community. A lot of my friends are like Keith. It was just like I want to come to this open to everyone. So can't stress that enough. 
So, Tanya, pack your bags. I'm an ally. I know. Pack your bags, Tanya, because we're going to be heading to the launch event for the Chicago (laughs) Chapter of Out Professionals on February 8th at the Hotel Lincoln, the Jay Parker Rooftop. For more information and for tickets, go to outprofessionals.org slash Chicago. Oh, it's pronounced Chicago. Sorry. Sorry. Chicago. (laughs) Chicago. There we are. Uh, And and Keith, how can people follow on, on the socials? Yes, we have a Facebook page and Instagram, and it's OutPro uh, Chicago. And you can also follow us on LinkedIn, which is a great networking opportunity. And see, I can't stress enough the importance of having a LinkedIn oh, profile. See so, that. Oh, gosh, I need to go to this yeah. because now that bathwater's gotten very, very cold. LinkedIn scares me. Uh, <laughs> Keith Douglas, I will be turning to you as for, for mentorship and for networking uh, for the rest of my days. Uh, best of luck as Out Professionals launches on February 8th at the Hotel Lincoln. Again, go to outprofessionals.org slash Chicago. Keith Douglas, you are just a swell human being. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, and you both have an amazing day. Thanks. Stay warm. And put on that happy light, because there is no sunshine ever, (laughs) ever again. All right. (laughs) And on that note. Have a good day. (laughs) You too. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We have got to take a quick break. And when we come back, it is the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back to Out Chicago on Chicago's Progressive Talk. Can I get you another Bellini? Why, yes, Stephanie Miller, you can. Give me another Bellini, please. (laughs) There we are. Wow. Yeah. We didn't have any Bellinis. It's a Bellini. What's a Bellini? Well, there are two kinds. There's a Bellini. It's actually, it's it's a Prosecco. Okay. And I believe a little peach nectar. Oh. I know. It's a delicious brunch drink. Okay. Yeah. But then there's also blinis that you can, they're little pancakes that you put That's caviar what I on. Either one I'm down for. Who? I'm here for it. Hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm still panicking a little bit about the networking. <laughs> I know. Like, wow. Oh. The word, I think they need to come, not. This organization. No, no, no. That's great. But, and it sounds like they're going to be taking care of you and you're going to be introduced and yeah, all these opportunities. But networking great. is a super scary word. It's a, and it's a very specific skill that people have. Yeah. I do not. I, I do, do not, not have, have that. it. <laughs> I don't have that. No. At all. Although we're charming. We yeah, are charming and adorable. But it's about putting yourself out there. That I don't like. I don't like that. Really? I feel like you do that all the time, though. Well, I'm an extroverted introvert. Same. So I'm capable of Capable of it, but where would I rather be? On my couch in front of a fire. Yeah. Yep. I led four workshops in two days last week. It took me two days to recover. Oh, my gosh. I did not shower for the last two days. (laughs) I barely left my home, and I cooked vegetarian food uh, for two days. Well. It was wonderful. It seems like you needed... The rest. I know. I did. It was guilt-free rest after those workshops. I was like, listening to my body. There you go. I know. I'm just going to lay I'm down. You. Listen mm-hmm. to your body. Right. Bop. There we go. Um, and Vogue is always speaking in my body. I know. I know. But I was able to stay home and watch um, Drag Race. Uh, yes. So there's a new season of Drag Race. There's a new season. Where are we? Season 82? 14 or 15, which doesn't actually sound like I think enough. it's 15 and... I think 15. it's 15 or 16, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Let me ask N- you something. Yes, please. Do you do you feel like you 
are clear on the names. No. And thank you. No. <laughs> no. None. Something no. Is it's happening. I know. It is always well. A. They're all named like plasma and microbe yeah. and yeah. you know platelet <laughs> and all the things. Like yeah. okay, but it's always. See, I used to be a huge Survivor fan. Uh huh. And it's always like it. It takes me about five episodes wow. to really wrap my head around like who are these people like but like last season i remember after the first episode being like bam and it was like everybody was so well because you had anitra doing like anitra chops, chopping wood how amazing was she and sasha colby and like this year i'm like wait who? well because they have named like anitra and sasha colby i can tell you one like i know plain jane who plain i'm like jane. calm down what is the matter with that child i have no idea i mean who i don't uh, know <laughs> i applaud her very strong self-esteem it's it's too much and there <laughs> it's like i watch big you know big brother right big oh, okay. brother yeah, reality yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, about a group of people who come into a house and like they're locked in there for I don't know three months. It's yeah, crazy. It's strange. Or a long time. Um, and there's always one person who comes on who's a big fan of the show who just plays too hard too soon. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they're doing. Plain Jane is they're happening. They're just too mean. Yeah, they're all mean. <laughs> like we were watching it. Well, oh wait. What? I mean, I was watching it. Jerry definitely was not watching it, the new episode, because he's going over to someone's house to watch it tonight. Oh. He definitely did not watch it last <laughs> night with me. But if he Oops. did, we would have had the conversation of like, there is nobody likable on this cast. No. Like everyone's, except maybe Q. I like Q. I like Q. I like, I like Plasma. I just do. Okay, now which one? I just know the name. Which, which one? Was Plasma, Plasma is the one who did Barbara Streisand. Oh, mm, she got to calm down too. She's got to calm down. Mm-hmm. She's very much like the one last year that was very like I'm on Broadway. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I can't think of their name. And me either. But Plasma, I kind of like. Um, but yeah, nobody has got it's really pulled on my heartstrings. Yeah. And yet. like Dawn, Dawn, is that what you're going to do with your makeup all the time? Is that? Is with that, the eyeball? I was just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. What is going on there? I don't know. It's I watch fine. With it's Drea. fine. Yeah. I watch with my youngest. Uh-huh. And every time they come on, I just look at her like, please explain this to me. <laughs> it's like, you know, I get it. The anime kind of vibe. Like I don't like it. And it's, they're stealing from Trixie Mattel. They sure are. Mm-hmm. And kimchi. They sure are. Mm-hmm. Too, I wish um, we had more kimchi around. Oh my gosh, where are, is she? I don't know. She's from Chicago. But she makes a lot of money now, right? With her yes, makeup? Yes, because she's just great. And she's from Chicago. So it's interesting. I mean, yeah. I, and I, yeah. It's early on. It is. It's, but I'm usually more like in it by now. I guess it's only the second episode, though, or third? The fourth. Because oh. we had the two episodes of oh, back, like half of them. Yeah. You know, like here's half the queens, then here's the other half of the queens. You know what's not going to go well? What? Snatch game. Is that what it's called? Yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> What just came out of uh, my mouth? No, you are correct. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't it'll think be interesting. Be able to handle it. It'll Except be interesting. Plasma. Plasma uh, Q, I think, will be great. Q can just do Chris Jenner like that. She, she looks just like Chris Jenner. She does look like Chris She looks Jenner. a lot like Chris Jenner. But I don't actually know like her thing yet, except that she's really good at sewing. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's again, it's too early. It's like any of these reality competition shows. I don't know the names. Gorgeous this season. You know, every it's it's insane. It's she's well, clearly she's had some work done. And talk about Baltimore Ravens. Raven does her mug. Raven from Pat. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You can see the difference from like after Raven was on the show as a yes. contestant to when she started doing oh RuPaul's gosh. mug and her. beating her face out. It was great. But every time, every time that it comes down to the runway where it's like, and she's like, Daha. I Jerry and I sit there, we go, that is a 65-year-old man. It's insane. That is a 65-year-old man. the number that she did this week, which was a little odd, but also but my daughter and I were like, what on earth this person is in their 60s? I know, in their 60s, and that is that is a man. And yes, it is, that is. And well. then, like, the illusion is incredible. So incredible. Anyway, sorry. That That is our drag race detour. Although, speaking of detour, did you, did you watch the pit stop, which is the Trixie Mattel's No, but I, I really should. Like, here's the thing. I didn't. Oh, I know. just because why? Uh, well, I don't know. Because it's different than, because Bianca Del Rio used to host it. Right, right, right. And Bianca Del Rio, to me, just funny, so comedy brilliant. queen, yeah. great, can keep things going. Trixie Mattel, very funny, yeah. very funny. Like, out of all the queens, I think she's one of the people yeah. that's actually like, she is, she realized this is one shot you got, it's a chance to oh, blow, yes. this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> Yo! Is that in vogue? That is not in vogue. <laughs> But now it is. Uh, no, that was that was um, uh, um, Slim Shady. Oh, Eminem. Sure. And there we are. Yeah, his Oscar-winning song. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, she has had all these opportunities, but I don't think she's she's not being as funny. Really? As she usually is, and that's what I. I'm, and I'm she's there. doing it alone. Uh, alone. No, there, there's usually a, a, a oh, queen from comes on, a queen, and they watch. They yeah. just kind of review, and they're like horribly mean the entire so time. So funny. It's Bianca Del Rio. I love it. Anyway, but Oscars. Speaking of Oscars stuff. Yeah. Uh, Oscar nominations came out. Everybody was really upset. Yeah, I don't know what people have got. Yeah, you know, what, first of all, it's an unprecedented <laughs> number of uh, Black, Indigenous, and people of color who were nominated. But yes, let's focus on Margot Robbie, who, by the way. I mean, thank you. What? Thank like, you. And here's something. Oh, girl. Go. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say this, but I, I, I was going to like jump in on some threads, but I'm going to go. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. Everybody's talking about how could Ken have run away with the movie? Guess who let Ken, Ken run, run away, away with, with the, the movie? movie. Mm-hmm. The director. Yeah. And that is on her. No matter how many brilliant things she's done, she still got caught up in the patriarchy and didn't, didn't, she edited that movie. At what, at no point did mm-hmm. she not notice that he was running off with the film? Yeah. And so for me, I'm just like, it is what it is. And there's less focus on the fact that Lily Gladstone, um, America Ferreira. Yeah, America Ferreira. Probably the same movie. Um, so many, you know, Coleman Domingo, Danielle Brooks, all these folks. And just the fa- and uh, now I'm totally over it after seeing Origin last night and realizing that it, it just got completely ignored this award season. And here's why it matters. It's not just about the awards. It's about access. Yeah. And when you get these awards and you get these nominations, you get access, your movies get more distribution, they get streaming. Ava DuVernay financed that movie by herself. And so 
nominations would give her more access to streaming, more screens. That's why it matters. Mm-hmm. And the ma- and so after seeing um, Anjanou Ellis in that leading role, and the fact that everybody got ignored, I'm like, what is, I'm done. Uh, can you for people out there who might not know what the movie's about? What Origin what is-, is an adaptation of the book Cast. Isabel Wilkerson, oh. who's uh, shot to the New York Times bestseller list yep. right after George the summer of uh, George Floyd. Um, it is all about class within um, as an answer to uh, counter this idea that everything's about racism. She says it's actually about caste slash class. Right. And she makes a case for it. And um, what this director did was adapt the book, which is essentially a textbook. Right. But she traces the author who wrote it and her process in writing it. And also covers all of the important content from the book as well. Oh. It is brilliant. Okay. It is a brilliant lead performance. It is masterfully done. And it's gotten almost entirely ignored. Black women. Hello. Well, yeah. Black woman director. The same producer. thing with like Color Purple. It's kind of people are like. Yeah. I think Color Purple lost its mind a little. I think Oprah ruined Color Purple. But for, perhaps that's for another time. <laughs> we will talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, I couldn't recommend it enough. And while the case that she makes about class and caste is is a little precarious, the film itself and and what this woman Isabel Wilkerson set out to do is inspirational and amazing. And Ava DuVernay is a national treasure. All right, she directed Selma. She did direct Selma mm-hmm. and Thirteenth and Wrinkle I in think Time. When they see us, to. Br- uh, uh, 13th is a documentary. Documentary. Uh-huh. When They See Us is about the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Central Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Come on, Ava. Yeah. All right. So everybody gets to the theater and goes to the origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are being uh, an internal extrovert it, or introverted it, it, extrovert. <laughs> being an internal extrovert I'm an internal extrovert. Strange. It's very strange because it kind you? of it oozes out my pores. It sounds painful. Well, it just kind of comes out in like, mm, in- it comes out in like that. <laughs> introverted. And yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. But if you are going to be introverted, um, I also would like to recommend you can stay home and watch Netflix Beautiful. and watch uh, Rustin, uh, a biopic about Bayard Rustin, uh, played to perfection. Nominated. But I'm not for an Oscar, Coleman Domingo. Uh, it is a, it is about Bayard Rustin. If you are unfamiliar with who he is, Bayard Rustin was basically a, a very, very big engine behind the civil rights movement, behind Dr. King, who helped, if you believe this documentary, this <laughs> biopic, basically it was his idea to do the March on Washington. Mm. And it's about, uh, and he was openly gay yeah. in 1963. Yeah. Um, it is so beautiful and it is so wonderful to watch the relationship between uh, Rustin and King um, Mm. and how that is shaped. You see these two intellectual giants going back, having this wonderful discourse about what does it really mean to to be free, to have civil liberties. And if you are and because he his sexuality was a very big thing, not only with at, with just in society at large, but within the civil rights movement. Yeah. People were very nervous about putting right. him forward right. because he was a homosexual. Yeah. And there's this brilliant, beautiful scene where Bayard Rustin is, is speaking about, look, 
I'm still, I'm a part of both mm. and both need freedom and mm. both need rights and both need liberties. Yes. And if we stand with one, we got to stand by them all. Right. You know, and it was really about broadening the horizon. And so, how exciting that Coleman Domingo is a out actor, yep. out gay actor to be able to play that role. That's amazing. Yep. So there we go. So I think you should watch it. I need to watch it. There you I, go. I know. I'm, it's on my list. There we are. And that's that. And actually, that is that for our show today. We have reached the end, which is amazing. It flew by. It does fly by. Um, yeah. I want to thank uh, Keith Douglas for showing up. Oh, there we go. Mm. Oh, yes. Devin. Devin. Devin, of course. Devin, knowing how to do it because he's Folks. amazing. Thank you for doing all this. Paul, thank you for doing whatever it is you do back there all by yourself and quiet and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Tanya Richard, it's thank me. you so much thank for uh, for joining us today. Thanks. You're the best human being on the planet that I no, know. No, you are. Okay, all right. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful day. You too. All right, thank you. And I'm Scott Duff. And until next week, stay proud. Mm, bop. Stephanie Miller. Now we have a speaker, God Warrior, Handmaid's Tale. This gets weirder and weirder, the Mike Johnson story. Doesn't it? He's just a weird, bizarre, beat-up, lunch money victim that you know is just <laughs> trying to get his revenge. You can see that. You can read it on these guys. A little twerp that just got punked in middle school and elementary school, and now he's got power. You can just see it. It jumps all off him. Stephanie Miller. Weekday mornings, 8 to 11 on WCPT 820. It's time for the Capital Fools at the North Shore Center in Skokie, February 3rd and 4th. Though foolish enough to keep going on this journey, they were smart enough to not reinvent the wheel as former members of the Capital Steps perform all the beloved bits, over-the-top impressions,